listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You love to hear the story again and again about these young brothers from the city of wind, like juice and gin in the city we blend amongst the hustle titties and skin, fifties and rims. Y'all know the spree wells and trucks that detailed heartless females that want to ride in them felt. Then the south side venom and raw hides and denim. Pimp's minds collide with them, a system that tries victims. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tales podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're live on a Tuesday. Yes, it is. It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. It means tomorrow's Game of Thrones recap day. Everybody's fave. But I have, <laughs> I have another day here and another guy here that has another fave out. Uh, it's my man, Kasim bentley uh he has a new album coming out comedy stand-up album called lakeview it's coming out friday may 3rd um it's gonna be everywhere that you can get your music everywhere you get your comedy stand-up um kasim what's up man man nothing much you know i mean i'm just like struggling like everyone else i I tried to we wanted to do this uh i should have this is great i'm People know I'm a pretty smart guy, but I do dumb things. Like, I I took off the media for my album. And I should have taken off today, but I said, I can't. It's a new job. I would take off two days, this whole sick thing. You know, they're going to catch on. So I said, let me do this between my lunch. No big deal. So my boss comes, a new boss, all just tells me, he's like, he, he knows my lunch is at two. But then he's just like, I need to talk to you for a minute. And I was like, not right now. <laughs> I got to go do something. I got to go. It's like, it's almost like it's life and death. And so people know at the job, some people know I'm a comedian, so I think he's like, doesn't believe, like it's like a hobby thing. You know oh. what I'm saying? So I, so I tell him that I gotta go. And he, and he knows he's getting in my time. He's like, I'm concerned about you. And you know, when black, <laughs> I have a black boss. Some black bosses are, I would, look, I love black people, but black bosses, especially in the nonprofit world, they just, they're not, they're not working well with you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because they know the bullshit. See, he's walking by me right now. Ah! He's walking by me right now. And he looked up in the sky. <laughs> he thinks he's probably, he probably thinks I'm on another interview <laughs> for a white organization. You trying to escape. Well, you know, black, he, black bosses with black coworkers, I feel like it goes one way or the other way, right? They either real cool. Right. Or they just like absolutely are trying to get you up out of the paint, man. You never know which it is. And he's cool with me. Because I think he was the funny guy at the office. Ah, and, trying to take his spot. Yeah, see, and, but he was just like, he's just messy. He's an older gay black man. But he's also from the 70s. Like he peaked in the 70s, 80s. So he talks in that kind of way. You don't know if he's like a player or if he was gay. He's like, yeah, what's going on, man? What's going on? <laughs> he's just like, all, and he's like, and he's like exhaustingly gay. You know what I mean? He's always moving around. I'm sad. I don't move around a lot. He's just like, he's just there. And he's just like, he can never sit still. He's just, he's, you know, just crazy. So I come in, I don't, I'm not funny at the office. I'm not funny. People think, every day people are asking me how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have nothing to say. I do the job and I go home. Right. I go on stage and I talk about them. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's, what, that's what we do. Like, mm-hmm. when I was working Yeah, but, you're, but Rod, you're successful, Rod. Uh, Rod, I, now, Rod, you don't have to report to nobody except your wife. You don't have to do nothing, Rod. Now, I watch you. And now, now, I, now, you know, we've worked hard enough. And we got, we're starting to reap some of the benefits, but nigga, I had a 
cubicle job from the time i was like 18 20 to to like 37 30 so i was up in that motherfucker being not funny every day because i was like i don't want them catching a hint that i might be catching a whiff that i might have dreams and shit they might want to come in and crush my dreams during lunch break i don't know what the fuck people is they might snitch and be like oh this motherfucker got a podcast that's why he ain't had that report on time so (laughs) cubicle dreams cubicle dreams are the worst dreams yeah you know what i mean yes because it's like you know you you think about them all day because if you had a window you could look outside you know what I mean? And just like be, just kind of get some inspiration. But when you're like at a cubicle, you get stockaded like veal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And only thing, only thing window you have is the computer screen. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And if you're not creative, you know, if you can't write, you can't do something there, you're just sitting there dreaming. And then, you know, it's kind of like then you get lunch. Yeah. Then what are you going to do for a half an hour now? And the half hour lunch is the worst lunch because that's not even a real lunch. Right. And they're and they're counting every second. Lord, it's like, Oh, I saw that you got back a little late today. You, it was thirty one minutes. You know, oh, like, bro, what the fuck? I'm going to that right now. I got I got <laughs> I'm I'm counting down like it's one of those mission impossible time bombs. Come on. Like twenty four. He walked he walked past me. He walked past me and it's just like it's just ridiculous. But try get inspiration. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like I'm talking to my looper. <laughs> you know what I'm Don't mess around and get too happy. They'll think something wrong. It's like the trailer for Duh. it's like that trailer for the new Will Smith movie. <laughs> Gemini man, he's trying to kill his younger self. His younger self. I wish he was. I wish he was the real Will Smith that we all know and think about. You know, <laughs> and cr- weird kids, wife who looks like a cat now. You know what I mean? Got some stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh come on, Jaden. We all let's, like we don't like talking about plastic surgery with mm, black celebrities, right? And like, if I told a group of black women after the show that I think, I think, highlight the word think, mm-hmm. lowercase, think that um, Angela Bassett has had plastic surgery. Mm. My my face got hot from the ray beams. Yeah, why would you from say, their eyes? Why would you even say that? Like, what is the point of that truth? Like, what's, what's, what is the greater benefit of putting that out in the world? There's no benefit to that. At all. You know what it was? It was a black woman who was, who worked in plastic surgery was just talking spicy, mm-hmm. super, like, hot Cheeto spicy mm-hmm. to me. And she's like, you know what I think? I think she's having some work done. And I was like, yeah, but she takes care of herself. I know that Angela Bassett has rich people money, so she's mm-hmm. just drinking water from the top of the Alps, you know, and, like, <laughs> You know, and like, you know, having minerals from baby Ethiopian kids, you know what I mean? Just there and just shaking it. And, and she has this lovely husband, which love keeps you young. Yeah, I can, Rod, we don't know how old you are. You could be 23, you could be 76. We have no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> and your wife, she looks like she just started at FAMU. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's, so I mean, like, y'all are just loving it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, I said it. And I got in trouble. And so I said, but then Will Smith, this movie, if Will Smith cannot, he's got two Angley and what, Jerry Bruckheimer? Mm-hmm. If he can't come back yeah. from this, 
I don't know what's it's gonna over. happen. We got we got this movie, and then he's working on Bad Boys Three, and I feel like that that is not. Uh, I saw the stills. Yeah, it don't. That look should good. premiere on. That should premiere on Redbox. Yeah, it look it looks straight to BET, man. Because oh. <laughs> you know it's not just Will. Will keeps himself in shape, right? He keeps spraying that fake hair on his head. Yeah, he's Gucci. Martin Lawrence? It's not looking too good. I would rather have Martin Luther King play this right now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Bad Boy's got a dream. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because we can't deal with a bloated Martin Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, you know what, though? I am optimistic that uh, when we see a trailer, they might just take it to the full comedy route, and maybe it'll just be funny, and they'll be making jokes about him being swole and it won't be as bad as it looks in them stills because them stills i mean it looked like your two uncles got together and tried to make a movie (laughs) (laughs) in the backyard yeah it's like oh come on man what y'all are hurting my memories of what this movie was like the memories of the movie now just like i never say this but don't do this movie and 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 i hope i hope we all knew they shouldn't have done it they're too old right yeah um it it seems very Netflixy, by just the stills I saw. I mean, no, well, let me not say that. I feel that as a fan, that it's if it it movies seem to be made too quick, mm. and because we have because there's so much we have so much inside information about movies, we can see like who's directing, what it looks like, this like, and if there's more secrecy about the movie, I would feel more excited. Yeah, me too. I say this all the time. I've been saying this for years we know too much and it's this like nerd culture of being like we got behind the scenes pictures of the movie set and it's like nobody wants to see the non-cgi version of like a nigga in a batman suit right like then it just looks weird <laughs> like i want to see the studio's version of that picture where they've done all the work in the background and lighting and right. there's there's a reason movies are expensive because you can't just fucking make a movie with with just taking pictures from your iphone you need a oh, whole steel cam well yeah. i will my brother i will uh debate you and i'm my brother mm-hmm. uh because that beautiful movie tangerine was it tangerine tangerine was and uh and high, fly, high flying bird was also one on iphone but peep but peep game though they didn't just take an iphone that's how they be tricking people like that's how stupid the average public person is they're like they they made it on the iphone nigga not like your iphone they didn't just like walk in there <laughs> holding the iphone and film a fucking movie they got all kinds of fucking rigs and setups and lighting and audio and mics and fucking editing in the studio later and all this post editing like it's a lot of work to make a movie and i think you're right because they come out so fast now which is like a, movie, yeah. a movie's announced and three months later we're like oh it's, it's in the theater like people really don't know how much work it is to make this shit and yeah so i don't like i'm actually hurt that we keep seeing stuff behind the scenes with bad boys 3 because it's just making me be like this is gonna fucking suck and it might be the exact same way they filmed the first two it might literally be the fucking same formula same director same talent same writers and just as enjoyable but i've seen 20 fucking behind the scenes like peaks and all of them make me just go i'm just disgusted with this shit man <laughs> right right <laughs> anyway we're not here right. to, we're not here to talk about this i actually you have an album man we listened to it today mm-hmm. uh it's very funny man you uh do a lot of crap. i have not work. listened to it i have not listened to it you haven't listened to your own album. i'm i'm i am that sick in the head wow i'm that i have not listened i'm i'm gonna wait till the release party to sit down by myself and listen to it 
well, you, probably with a tear in my eye. You a know, sugary tear. <laughs> a Denzel tear. You know, you know. Oh, um, that glory tear? Yes. Oh, shit. The glory tear. You know that was funny, Kasim, is I don't listen to our podcast. And I don't, and I don't, yeah, listen, see, I, don't I think that I think, makes a high level performance when you don't have to be reviewing. You can just keep in a forward motion with your art. Yeah. I guess I'm weird. I do. I listen to the show. Karen listens to herself. I, if I'm like on another person's podcast, I don't listen to it. I was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I tell anyone that's listening in there right now that wants to be a true artist, do not look at what they do. Yeah. Just don't read reviews. Don't do it. Just don't do anything. Just do. Yeah. It's all, <laughs> and it'll all, it will all come. To for, it will all the success will come twenty years later, like my career. Yeah, you know I mean? so, <laughs> live in the moment, okay? <laughs> live in the yeah, moment. Live in the moment. Live in your Negro moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not one of those. You know people, I mean? I'm not one of those people that hates to hear myself either. It's just I don't find myself interesting because I already know what I think. You know Same I mean? thing. I don't know what the <laughs> hell this. I, if I get any kind of fame from this album, I it's all a mistake. It's all a fucking mistake. <laughs> it's all a mistake. What did it, dude? I. All I want to do is do another one and do another one and do some TV, you know, do some spot days, get it, hopefully land a, a hit podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Karen, what were you going to say? Oh, I said, I, I, I guess I'm the only one that, that, uh, is like, for me, whenever I go back and listen, I always mm-hmm. catch stuff to make my mind sharper. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, I should have said that. Like, I'm, like, analyzing. I think that's the biggest reason why I go mm-hmm. back and listen. Oh, so you could be like, this joke was here and I missed this joke. Yeah, to actually get my comedy beats a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm, like I said, I'm not a professional comedian. So, for me, it's all. No, see, I don't know. I debate that, too. Right. Because you're not <laughs> on stage with the horror of sitting in front of these idiots every night. And I'm getting paid in ice and drinks. Yeah, you're a comedian. Right. You're funnier. There's two people who are funny: my girlfriend and and like people like you who say I'm not a comedian. Right. It may, every time you say it, it makes you funny, funny because you don't have to feel like you have to be having this obligation to be. I don't know. Have to structure it in your life, in your nightlife, and have to prepare. No, it's you're funny off. The, you're funny. It's the creation of jokes and, and humor makes you to me a comedian. And then the way I and the way uh, the way I look at it is not like the reason I don't listen to myself because it's like if I miss that joke I miss that joke. I like to listen. Sure. To, I like to listen to other people Same. who I think are good at it because then I'm like, oh look at look at the skills they have. How mm-hmm. do I add that to my repertoire? Like the ability to like go off the cuff like this, or the ability to right. take take a mental like path down somewhere else, or if, or with the podcast being that it's not like stand up. You know, the ability to, like, look at a joke and go, I'm going to go away from that joke and be serious for a second and, like, elaborate wow. on my thought process. Like, those are all kinds of things that I look at. And I'm, you know, I'm assuming, Kasim, you watch other stand-ups and other comedy, just not your own? Yeah, I, I regretfully, I, I watch other people. <laughs> and uh, and I mean that, big on the regretfully, because it's like, you think you have a great set and then you'll just watch... Like, I, you know what it is? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I will. And uh, my thing is not necessarily what they're saying. It's about how they're composing themselves on stage. Especially right. when it's a, a special. Yes. You know what I mean? You've got 1,200 people, 3,000 people, and you just, you know, that. Like, how are you making sure you're transitioning right? You're saying the words correctly? Because people don't know this as specials. They will redo a joke if it didn't hit. Yeah. There's so much fakeness in some of these specials. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, I've been able to open up for TV shows and some comics and I, for tapings, and it's just, like, you think it's all this magic, but 
beyond all that. When it's like when you watch a person on stage and they're doing that and they're able to like land the joke right and then and or if you see a guy doing late night, late night's a whole different beast because you're supposed to do seven minutes or less mm-hmm. and then if they start clapping too long, it beats in your time. Yep. And then you've got to cut something out. And uh, Jeff Foxworthy, of all, I don't know if anyone, any person's ever mentioned Jeff Foxworthy in this black ass podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it's like, Maybe he talks news. about what goes in your head. It goes, you have two teleprompters right. what's coming in, what's going out. And then you get the schism happens when you have to, like, work your way around it. Mm. It's, 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 and you can't be loose on it. And that's the whole thing why I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to do a new TV set because I like to be a little loose. Right. And you get all these rules and all that stuff. But, yeah, like, I watch I watch comedians, you know, are stupid like an idiot. Yeah, it's, but that's the thing, right? Like, I like to watch people, too, because and, and it is often things that people wouldn't think I'm watching that I am watching. Like, uh, you know, like, when people just own their, like, shit. Like, uh, when they're able to express themselves in a way where they're not, like, uptight or they're not stumbling over their words or, you know, like, the audacity of certain types of styles of comedy. Yeah that's the shit that attracts me it's not always the joke because you know if you watch enough stand-up or you listen to enough comedians whatever you know where the joke is going like two lines into the joke you're like okay so then he gotta hit this beat he gotta do this and you know every once in a while you get somewhere you're like i didn't even see that coming that was crazy um right it's like it's like <laughs> Chappelle. Chappelle is a master at deflection not deflection but he builds right. like this nice wall and camouflage and he hits you you're like, damn, this guy really is a virtuoso. Yes, yeah, like the the last joint he did where he had, he's like, I'm getting too good at stand up, and he builds up the first joke, and you're like, that joke's coming back. And when he does it, you're like, and the dismount. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not even. He could have ended it right there. Yes, he really. That one was like in the history of comedy, yes. of televised comedy. The the it's like it's like if Steph Curry shoots it, turns around. Mm-hmm. You know, and just put his arms up. You're yeah. like, this, this you're like, light's man. Look at him. Yeah, you're like, this is sick. This is sick. Um, the other thing, too, man, your stand up has a lot of like crowd work in it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's, it's crazy because it's like, this is my stand up special. You've been in the game, what, 10 years now? About 11 and some change. Okay. And so, the, you, it threw me off listening because it's the audacity of it. Like, I think the first thing that happens is you get heckled. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, some, some, this, if I ever see her again, I swear to God, if I'm in an Uber or I'm driving, I'm running her over because <laughs> I've took months to prepare. And this woman who met me at a show before, mm-hmm. who we had some sort of connection, she thought. I didn't know who she was. Right. I forgot. And she's with this date. And he looks like every evil guy from Die Hard. Just a regular <laughs> San Francisco interracial gentrified couple. And he looks like a conductor, an evil music conductor. And she just starts the whole thing. And I'm like, we're okay, fine. Because I, I was so pissed off because I was supposed to have two nights to record. Oh. I knew one night was going to be, one show was going to be loose. Mm. And then the other was just going to be like stories and older material. Mm. And I have known for doing crowd work and stories. But I decided a couple of days prior, I was like, you know, I'm just going to have this experience. The jokes are going to hit what they hit. I knew that I was going to have more albums in my career. So I said, this is just me being me. Mm-hmm. And it might not get all the attention because, like, it has to be packaged like, well, this is this joint. This, I was like, nah, right. I'm just going to have Kasim being his most Kasim. And this lady just comes out the gate, and my my label, label manager, he looked at I could see him being out, like, hey, just handle it. And... I just go to I just go for broke 
guns blazing, and let's just get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, it was I, just, I loved it. And for it. the crowd there, that's why I feel like the next thing I need to do, I need to do is visual. Because mm. I'm a crowd, I'm a visual guy. Okay. Right. You know what I mean? But it was it was fun. It was a fun set. Uh, I hope people like it. If they don't, you know, Kevin Hart's got another special party coming in three months. You know what I mean? <laughs> doesn't matter. Well, I did listen to Joe Rogan. That's the thing. Like, I did like it because it was different. Like, it was. Yes, it wasn't like your like you said. It's not even like typical. Like, and then I tell this joke, and then Mm -hmm. I tell that joke, and then you know, like it's it's it feels kind of like you just are there, like um, in the moment, and Mm -hmm. everyone that was in the room is in the moment with you. Um, And I know you said the next thing you do will probably be visual, and I'm sure it would help out, but. I felt like I saw those people without seeing those people because you're right. Your description. Yeah. You're describing the people and then you're like making jokes out of what they look like and, Mm -hmm. uh, who they remind you of. And it's like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. So this dude looks like a college professor. I I got like a, a little Um, thing in my head. Now I'm like, let's go, you know? And, and so I thought it was just audacious, man. And then, um, it's also not a very long album. Like, Mm um, I didn't, I don't want to do that. That's ridiculous. People want to go up there and like listen to my new album. Yeah. Take out half your day. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't got time like that, fam. I'm I work. I have a kid. I have this. I have that. Give me forty minutes of you, and I might come see you. I might. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like um, a lot of artists are doing this now in music, where the shorter album is is the move now because especially with streaming services and people and, don't got all that time right all the competition huh. for ears so now you almost gotta have something that catches people right away which i think like i said the immediate heckling and well fuck it let's get into it, it it's like boom all right we're in and then like the next thing you know you're like it's over like oh that was that was fast that was good yes and you can put it on repeat and the biggest thing that i like about the shorter albums you're cutting the fat Ain't no more double CDs. Yeah. You're going to be like, what is the best? We're not right. going to have some, some shit in there that you be like, eh. You're going to, nope, if it ain't the best, it ain't making a cut. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do like a Nelly sweat and suit album. You know what I mean? For people. You know what I mean? I want to be like, yeah, I like the suit side, not the sweat side. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't need like a Love Below comedy album experience. Like, <laughs> I like that life is moving very quickly. Our expectations are being met very quickly. People, I hate to say, don't have the attention span and it's not just that it's just like i work quick and i like i'm i'm i like watching people for an hour that's great mm-hmm. but i do notice that like for this album i wanted to be a short glimpse of who i am the next album will probably just be like a crowd work album i definitely want to just have fun one of my recordings mm-hmm. i just want to have a lot and and you know have stories and like i mean that in the next album i would like to do maybe just all stories and just because my life has been not hell. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, listen to this voice. It's not hell. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? Right. And, but I just, I want people just to like be excited when they're listening to it because I just can't always get into a, well, this is track 17. This is my joke about McDonald's. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, that, yeah, but I want to know what you're about. That's why I like Little Rel special because he yeah. really gave you his whole city and him. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm from Frisco. Right. I, nobody has put it down, and I'm not trying to be this dude, like some little Richard shit, but, or like Ariel, not the little or just like I'm like the first. Nobody right. has really put it down for San Francisco mm. in the way I feel like. So I'm from Lakeview. It's like this little neighborhood. No, it's on the outskirts. It's right before it turns into the peninsula. Mm. And it's like this, it, it, it gets noticed, but it gets, it's not, it's underrated, 
but it made so many funny people right and it and it, I mean? it also feels kind of like um like on outcast uh first album southern playlistic how yeah. it was so specific to that area mm-hmm. of like southwest atlanta georgia that it then become right. it becomes universal because you're like oh yeah i know something about that even though i've never been there um it kind of yeah, had- the bay area the problems the systemic yeah. problems they have in the bay area happen all over the country right. not the world so if people listen to my album they'll know that my last bit is talking just about like what happens with all the inequalities that happen with youth and like gentrification and you know, and having this little child really just be kind of like the face of truth. Because it tends to go, the problem is it's a it's not a kid-friendly city. It used right. to be. But now they're ushering families out. So you have interrupting black people out. So that really listening on there, like, the message is just like, you know, like, caucasity and whiteness is ruining the world, America in the world. Right. You know what I mean? It's um, like, white men are ruining everything. I mean, right. So it's like, so it takes a little to that kid. Because kids, because think about it, we're afraid to talk to you. Because mm-hmm. they allow them can, they know the truth you know so a lot of my bits kind of have a lot of underneath and i slide the message in right but it's but i have a very combustible <laughs> style so some people think could feel like oh it just went so quick yeah you know what I mean? but it was, it's, it's a seven-minute story yeah but it's also like still funny yeah you know what i mean because <laughs> it's like all that shit yeah. is happening in the in the in the in the joke and in the point that you're making and it's like but at the same time, you know, you're talking about like pad thai in a burrito, like in Char- like in Charlotte, North Carolina, like that kind of resonates because I know there's so many like the gentrification is all over the place down right. downtown now. All types of fusions. You'd be like, how the fuck did them right. two get together? And, and and it is like you ride by those places. Like I wouldn't mind trying a pad thai burrito, but also like that pad thai burrito place used to be like you know the it, it was price's chicken coop like and, an actual burrito place. yeah and it was <laughs> like right it was like price's chicken coop next to the burrito spot and now ne- burrito right. spot is gone right next yeah. to the sushi infused barbecue right india place you're like how do we get these combos right and that's and, and they're just what? like quick hit jokes that are in all throughout this little all throughout this album it's so dope yeah i think that like it's funny about something like that like all these things are necessary. It's like, you know, all that I'm trying to do is like have people observe the world around and try to say, well, maybe through the comedy is like have more observance of life and say, how do I bring more balance to my life? And then through that, the world at large, because the fact that I have to even comment on it is, is incredibly wrong. You know what I mean? Like there's so many other things going on in my life, but the fact that it frustrates me that a burrito is filled with pad thai <laughs> or like a greek salad or something you know what i mean i don't right. it's like it's it just you know but it's just like yeah i like i i love life and i love you know the world around it it's just that there's so many things that frustrate you all the isms right. in san francisco you feel like you're on you feel you have support to you know discuss you know your frustrations but you know you feel like but the problem is that you don't always have people in your community there's like five less than five percent black people in san francisco wow you know yeah, and they move black people to the East Bay, and then in four years they're raising the price of the toll to ten dollars. So now you got to really think about: Is Jamal worth my time? You know what I mean? It's right. like you know, right there. Damn. You got to really think about your friendship with a black person to be right. like, you know, <laughs> so, 
know, like, yeah, he did piss me off last week. Nah, you know, anyway. Right. It's like, I do want to go support this restaurant because it's black owned, but by the time I pay that toll, uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't have money for soul, vegan soul food. <laughs> right. Yeah. Looking like it's Pad Thai burritos for me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Some Trader Joe's Pad Thai burritos. Yeah. like, also, some weird kid. I also see that, um, you were a staff writer uh, for Problematic uh, with Moshe uh, Kasher, and then also yeah, um, you worked on the first season of Comedy Central's The New Negroes. What's it like being like in that space where you're doing that, and then you also have to go back to that 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 job too and, and bro, deal with that shit? Bro, it almost it doesn't bring you to tears, but like <laughs> when you're on when you oh my god, bro. I don't keep anybody that's sitting here that's thinking about wanting to be in like late night or even scripted, which is even better, is that when you, I was working in nonprofits and I'm like, I'm talking nonprofits where like I'm sorry, I'm dealing with the streets. Mm-hmm. So I was, I had a, I, it's great because I, before I was moved to LA, I was working with rooftop comedy about establishing a podcast and a live show. It was going to make me, I could quit, you know, or at least go part time. So I get the call to come down and when you're working in this, the writer's room, it's amazing. Even though it's it, it's anxiety producing when you're like, it was my first year in a writer's room. And I've written for other things in the Bay, but for like a day or maybe like a week or something. But then when you're on staff and you would establish writers and you're with somebody like Moshe, who I know. And and, it's, and the show felt like an experiment in some ways. It's amazing. You get that check? Motherfucker, when you get that check, that Hollywood check, you're getting, and I was in a writing team, so I was splitting three grand. Mm. but I still right. you're having fun you're getting free snacks and food they order and stuff you're getting all this stuff and then I was doing warm up for the show so you're getting check on check right. you know what I'm saying I'm, you couldn't tell me nothing <laughs> I'm sitting here going to that ATM whistling <laughs> <laughs> it was looking like uh, um, Spider- looking like that scene was, in uh, looking like that scene in Spider-Man 3 <laughs> <laughs> so I literally almost want to kick my heels in the air. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was humming at the ATM like it was food in the microwave. You know what I'm saying? I was sitting like, mm, I just got paid. I put my money in. I was so broke. But I put that first check. The ATM said, really, nigga? Like, it was like, really? You sure? You sure? Hey, Wells Fargo called me. It's like, this was a suspicious activity. <laughs> What's wrong with this? What is staff and crew? What is this? <laughs> I do not know who is Comedy Central. I bro. Right. Then when I was doing warm up, it was such an easy gig. You get about now if you're an established world, I, like you can somebody's looking a thousand more than this on that. Wow. You know, gets to gets for like shooting a t shirt cannon, like, where are you from? Wisconsin. But yeah, but I was riffing with the crowd doing I mean, Doug, when you do that, then I'll then when I when it when it dried up I had to go back in LA, work at a housing, like a working for a housing organization with just in Skid Row. And, you know, you know, so I'm trying to get back as hardcore as I can. But now the thing is, now I'm taking this little break to come back to the Bay, mm-hmm. is make my own product because I learned I was, I had a little heat. So I was in there taking meetings, but I had nothing to show. I had things I'd done for other people. Right. So then, I got enough producer said, hey, man, once you got, I think it would help you if you really did your own man on the street, you did your own podcast, da 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 And I always was always working on things, but I would never get it out because I was a perfectionist. I wanted to be just as good as from the TV networks I was working for or the, right. or the media networks. But things build. 
Yep. I had to go to therapy to learn that things build. Little things become big things. Yep. Yeah, they do. It's the smart. I mean, it's, so honest, now, it's the smart way. And now you have less barriers between you and an audience. Right. With the internet. So, yeah, it, it's better to be working on your thing and getting better at your craft as you're doing it than to be like, I'm going to present this thing that I find to be perfect because one, you're never going to get the perfect. Mm-mm. So you'll never, so you'll never want to put it out. But even when you put it out, even if you put a perfect product out, it has to start yeah. at ground zero. So you still put right. this perfect fucking thing out and you never built an audience. And that's why mm-hmm. I think you find a lot of people that get into podcasting, stand up, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why the fuck doesn't everybody love me right away? I've obviously been working so hard on this. It's like they didn't see the work. Yeah. Yeah. But they, but they, but see, the thing that people don't realize is that a lot of the time, the people who become famous off their podcast or maybe their album or something, they were already famous for one form yeah. of comedy or, or entertainment. Right. Like when you look at the read, they were already hilarious. They yeah. had a huge following from oh, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter so and YouTube. Yeah. So when he transitioned, they're going to bring all those fans with him. Yep. Yep. It's, I mean, and that's what a lot of audiences, that's what a lot of networks and shit are looking for anyway. It's like, are you going to bring us people right. to, to, to resonate with you? As they well, want you to do the work. As yeah. well as be funny to the people that we already have watching our shows and stuff. And right. yeah, it's tough because like I said, if you, what, what people don't realize also is, let's say Kasim's gonna make the Kasim podcast it's gonna be perfect he's gonna work on it thousands of hours behind the scenes before he even puts out episode one right you put out right. you put out episode one what is the difference between you putting out episode one and some dude called i didn't give a fuck about this podcast i'm not famous i'm just putting out a podcast called podcast number one people are gonna be like yeah. it, to, to the listener it's the same shit they it don't is. know the difference mm-hmm. so you it's better to build you, with the audience in in this industry anyway it's better to build with the audience slowly over time than to try to just jump out there and be like ta-da yeah because i've seen people get a co-sign or they do a rollout they put a lot of money and effort and they still no offense you know that yeah they're still like joe negro yep you know and they get it they they don't get a lot of downloads and then they take you know we're taking a break right. from the yeah, you gotta start <laughs> from scratch and right. but it seems like you're this like campaign you gotta be like you look the thing about it is some people who become successful of comedy podcasts it wasn't their first venture right mm-hmm. like there's there's a guy listening to tim dylan he he talks about like by the time his podcast became a hit he was on his fourth one. Yep. He had to figure it out. But then by then, his start was in comedy. But it wasn't crazy, but it's just the fact that he found what he was good at. Yep. Talking about conspiracies and politics and yep. blah, 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 blah. It's just like, you know, it's just everybody's got to figure it out. But for black podcasters, it's hard because, like, there, I know there are a lot out there. Right. But it just seems like when we get a superstar we just latch onto that star mm-hmm. and it will like, they're the, they're the, they are the prime example or the gold standard of like what it should be like. Everyone can't be Kid Fury. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Everyone can't be Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone can't be Rod. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to figure okay. out what you, it's like that even, that even plagued me because right. people would want me to do a pod because I was good on Facebook. But Facebook is for all the motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not popping out here. I'm a black guy in khakis 90% of the week. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody trying to get my opinions on Little Nas X. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, 
<laughs> I, I, I had a podcast. I had did a pilot called White Slavery. Mm-hmm. And it was incredibly funny. It was, I listened to it. And I just, but it's just like the network wasn't in what they just could. They told me that right. we cannot put this out. <laughs> They're like, this is hilarious, they, but you're out of your no, mind. No, we can't. We can't. I was like, you niggas brought me in here. Right. You they, knew what you were getting. Right. They looked at, no, no, no. We don't want the letters. Yeah. We don't want the citronella cameras yeah. being sent to us. No, we, no, we no, don't no, no. need this much Kasim. If you could dial back ah! like 75% ah. on the Kasim and give us like 20 They just wanted me to change the name. I didn't want to budge. Mm. I was like, white slavery or nothing. Mm. And they were like, then the one guy quit. He was so adamant. He quit. He was like, I, I believe it. I believe. <laughs> wait, wait, which, which guy? Which guy quit? The guy who believed in the name, or the guy who believed you should change it? Which guy quit? Uh, the guy that believed in my whole thing, he believed, oh, and then wow. he quit because he didn't seem like the company. But yeah. then he was trying to start his own company, and I was like, "Well, all right." So now I go to like a a shitty basement <laughs> trying to record episode two and three. Right? You know, there's a same. dog running through the studio. <laughs> and I'm talking, I'm talking, like a like a dog, like a dog. If he was human, he'd be racist. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Just like a, he votes the wrong way. You know what right. I mean? Just uh, like a make America great again, well, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but, just a, just a, like a like an at risk. Yeah, human. You know what I mean? Right. Just whatever. But that but that's the thing though, man. Like uh, you had the integrity. But like, do you ever look back and go, man? I wish I wouldn't have had that integrity. I could have been on TV. I mean, yeah, I mean, even right now, it's like, I'm really, I have my projects, I've, a lot of them are, they're about to come, they're about to go into production. Okay. And that's the great thing about being in the Bay, it's like, because I'll get into meetings over here, which are like, I had a meeting with Twitch, mm. you know, that went, didn't really go anywhere. I mean, it did, but they can't, I'm meeting people that don't have the juice to mm. pull the trigger. They want to meet, they want to meet me. They like what I'm doing, but then they have a title, but they're not the dude. They're like right. the third level from the dude or they just got newly hired i get a lot of these young dudes that like i love you dude fucking shit sweet you know and it's like then they're like scratching their head like well right now the first quarter like himalaya <laughs> media brought me oh i'm really dropping names i'm really ruining my career talking but like i'm people bring me in i'm i've been brought into so much shit it's just like it's tiring yeah it's, you know what i mean so i, I, I just need a... to just do it myself I heard a, a interview on uh, Keep It. Jesus and Mero were on there on that podcast getting interviewed by Ira yeah. Madison and them. And Jesus said uh, it wasn't about having the most listeners or getting a lot of people to listen. It was about getting the right person to listen. Right. And they just happened to have the right people mm. that had some power that were like, yo, let's take a chance on Jesus versus Mero. Okay, let's get these guys on MTV too okay um uh, th- hey you're so interesting i want you to help write my movie with me or write for a tv show and oh man have you got i'm going to vice now I'm starting my own thing you guys y'all should yeah. come with me and it's just about knowing that person and there's no fucking way to know if you know that person or not right it's literally luck of the draw for a lot of this shit which is why i don't put a lot of pressure on ourselves and you know it's not mm-hmm. that when you mentioned like some of the like the one person blowing up for black shit it's not really that black people latch on to them it's white people that decide 
this one black person represents all of y'all and if we when we want a new black person they need to be like that person like you know right. we, we need another kid fury and crystal we need another yeah. decent marrow no diversity yeah it's like well you're not good <laughs> like you can't have that you can't right. get to, to there's only one authentic version of that you gotta look at other things and when they see black on the title or something like white people right. freak out they're like yeah they do this is not for me it's not safe it's not i don't know if i want it but meanwhile you look around entertainment and <clears throat> black people flourish dog like because because white right. people love us like they can't help it right. a little too right. much if you look historically at too the country much. they love us a little too much but they love us so like you're still like when you talk about the best comedians you're gonna come through and it's gonna be Chappelle, eddie murphy it's gonna be uh chris rock because they love black people it's not like these black people don't talk about race they love black right. people and none of those guys is the same as the next guy right but you have it takes it's so hard to convince white people of that when they hear your shit because they, they're they like but you're not like charlemagne it's like right because right. there's a fucking world of black people that aren't alike come on <laughs> the same way that you have 27 white dudes that all have the top podcast and guess what none of these motherfuckers are the same guy uh allegedly so uh cause <laughs> i know we have kept you over the time man and i i know you were uh on your break man so i appreciate you doing this man thank you baby everybody go get the album dog like i said yeah comes out may 3rd that's this friday uh it's called lakeview it's called lakeview on blonde medicine on all streaming uh sites uh yeah buy the album and if i get fired today Hit me on Venmo. <laughs> hit the cash app, okay? Hit Kasim Bentley. Hit me on that face. Hit me on Zell Facebook Messenger. It comes within an hour. Del- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> instant, instant, um, instant message his uh his boss and tell him, please, brother, don't. Just I know. Give him a please. break for one if day. See what, if you're a boss in the Bay Area, just hire me. Hire Kasim, okay? <laughs> right. You never. Know I know face. You. I know Microsoft Office really well. <laughs> <laughs> all right Cassine, thank you so much man thank you have you, a good baby. rest of your day all Peace. right Peace. y'all have a good one <laughs> oh man that was hilarious um so yeah this is the blackout tips podcast you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic just search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews on itunes and stitcher if you're not a hater the official weapon of the show is the and the unofficial sport and bullet ball extreme and we got all kinds of news to cover today um and i suggest we get right on into it because we already been talking okay um check out the album don't forget um <clears throat> speaking of comedy news we got a couple comedy stories okay first of all pete davidson stand-up comedian works on snl uh he was set to perform some stand-up in bridgeport connecticut last night and walked out of the show because the host mentioned ariana grande and kate uh beckinsdale's names these are two women that he has been attached to dating oh that dude okay okay i know you're talking about yeah now. ariana grande is uh his ex and kate beckinsdale i think they're currently fucking i don't know if they're really dating oh, i don't know uh everybody's like oh she's so old she just got divorced and i mean she's still young looks young though like she's one of them people that stays in some shape so mm-hmm. um and it's funny because it's like clearly going to be salacious y'all are hollywood stars you're out dating in public and to think that the host mentioning it at the club would be like the thing that make him be like fuck y'all i'm out it's kind of weird 
um the club's owner came out to introduce p he instructed the audience not to ask the comedian anything about ariana or kate p had apparently asked the owner not to do that after all it is kind of embarrassing way to kick off the show so he walked right out the building i don't hmm. i wonder weird. if this is the question i have are your people telling the owner we don't want people asking about ariana and kate and then the owner thought well let me i guess i better tell the audience right so or did the or did the owner really pull that out of nowhere i wonder good question because that's really right because if he pulled it out of nowhere and went and just said hey don't ask him about these two women then i can see why you'd be pissed but if you instructed him hey i don't want anybody asking about this i don't know how the fuck you tell a crowd not to ask about that without telling the crowd correct uh hey you guys in connecticut i'm sorry we had to leave the show before i got to go on pete said in the video posted his instagram story right after walking out the owner of any brand disrespected me and did something i told him not to do and i can't perform under those circumstances he went on to say that he would reschedule a free show for anyone who bought tickets and apologize for any trouble then in a rather strange turn of event the club's owner played that apology video to the audience and insisted that peace security team had actually asked him to give him the warning about ariana and kate see that's what i think and maybe they maybe it sounds like a miscommunication like correct maybe the security team told him but pete not pete or something i don't know but good luck to everybody out there it's an awkward situation um i also don't understand as a comedian that is famous and you're dating a famous person how can you expect the it not to come up never you talking about uh particularly with arianta i mean ariana her album bangs like she isn't you know it's not like she's like a household name now so people are gonna ask yeah like what's what did they want not did they want the host and the other comedians not to mention it uh, and they and I don't dude know. thought it was the audience like i just i'm trying to wrap my head around how that became a problem because it doesn't really seem like the kind of thing that needs to be an issue mm-hmm. um anyway um in other comedy news bobby brown has threatened to uh beat the shit out of chris rock over a whitney houston crack joke oh yeah bet you didn't see that coming i did not see that coming i didn't even know chris rock was still doing whitney houston crack jokes in 2018 2019 yeah i didn't know he was doing jokes i was off of that um yeah so apparently um uh chris rock posted a meme uh to his instagram uh with the, to his instagram account uh with the added caption hurry up i got cracked to smoke and i'll put the meme on the screen so you guys can see it along with the, me and karen here um but it's a meme of whitney houston with some shades on um staring at uh like someone took a picture of her like she's just sitting with some shades on like she's in the interview and the person thick his thigh meets had wrote that name he's sitting me sitting in a meeting that could have been an email and then that's when chris rock took the picture and said uh you know screen captain and said uh hurry up i got cracked to smoke and of course the pictures of whitney houston so uh did it show mm-hmm. all right so obviously that's very offensive karen you agree too far i i i I understand bobby being mad and upset you know that's his loved one Mm -hmm. you know from that perspective i I understand 
and I've said this before, but it's one of those things where once people get to a certain level, people just strip humanity from people. So, you know, to the average person, they go, I don't see a problem with it. It's interesting because, like, if Bobby been mad about crack jokes, he got a lot of people to punch before he get to Because a lot of people been making them crack jokes for decades. Yeah, these these are not it's not these a new not phenomenon new with Whitney. Uh, the post-grad attention of Bobby Brown, who made some credible threats to Rock Ford's the leader, he wrote, when I see you on site, I am going to smack every tooth out of your mouth. I thought she was a friend. I thought she was a friend of my family, but when I see you, I'm a bust your ass. Uh, I guess I thought he was a friend of my family. Um, maybe that's a little typo there, but um, yeah, he's, so he's threatening to uh, physically harm Chris Rock over this joke. Um, I don't know if Chris is gonna apologize. Uh, Bobby continued after deleting the comment. Uh, during. <laughs> uh during this time of women empowerment you choose your time to humiliate our queen that's a bit of i don't think those two things jive i don't think the me too movement means that uh chris rock can't make jokes about um whitney houston having done crack i mean i don't think that i don't i mean maybe i might not understand the movement but i don't think that's what the movement was about no sound like bobby brown's just mad and i feel him because he yeah. loved her but that's what i'm talking about yes yes like he was just mad at a comedian making jokes yeah he's like anything well baby you're gonna be mad at the whole internet yeah it's kind of what comedians do um <laughs> so uh let's see what else we got here uh soldier boy has been sentenced to 240 days behind bars for a probation violation what did he do uh see after 19 days behind bars he was sentenced to additional seven months in jail with 265 days of community service over probation violation to crank that rapper was arrested earlier this month after the judge determined he failed to complete his court ordered community service and instead tried to falsify evidence to prove he completed it all you had to do was show up and just do it he didn't want to do it karen so now you got to do jail and still have to do the time and he was out here service he was out here being too uh messy getting being on the internet talking shit to other rappers doing interviews talking shit acting crazy instead he could have been doing community service instead of all that shit come on soldier's arrest also came after the rapper's ex-girlfriend claimed he tied her up and held her hostage in his garage which prompted an investigation and a raid according to tmz the raid uncovered ammunition which resulted in a probation violation on his weapons case from 2014 now after almost 20 days in jail following his initial court appearance the rapper's attorney says he's had an awakening yeah okay only because you're going to jail is this like the awakening i have when my alarm goes off for me to be at work and i put snooze and then eventually i wake up after the time i'm supposed to already be at work because if that's the awakening then guess what it's too late because you're gonna be late for work yeah the judge says 240 days in jail with credit for 40 days sir so i guess he got 200 days in jail to serve for now maybe they'll find a way to get them out you know rich people do be getting out without no consequences Mm -hmm. so (sighs) jamie fox and wanda sykes are going to star in a recreation of the jeffersons for abc okay moving on up who asked for like the reboot who asked for this yes 
nobody okay i want to be sure that i know of was anyone in the chat room asking for this Mm-mm. i didn't see anybody say anything okay um with so many reboots this day it's hard to keep up the excitement however abc is doing things a little bit different and recreating the iconic tv classics live on stage so it's actually different than bringing the tv show back oh they're gonna do it live on stage okay right it's one of the things where they're gonna bring it. it's good times coming back too how about all in the family according to deadline fox and sykes will be joining joined by will ferrell as george and louise's friend tom willis yo this actually now i'm actually kind of i'm kind of invested <laughs> gonna be live action i'm actually kind of invested in a one-off oh, play involving these actors play these roles is it gonna is it gonna be like the whiz we seen i guess but with a not a play but with a tv show okay uh justina machado as the jefferson's housekeeper florence johnson um i don't know if i know her um uh the roles of helen willis uh lionel jefferson jenny willis and mother jefferson have yet to be set um so all right well we'll see man uh it's a 90 minute star-studded tribute to the classic sitcom uh the event will portray an uh, original episode from both the emmy winning comedies so oh so it's not it's also going to be all in the family they're going to do uh woody harrelson will play archie bunker marissa tomei will play edith now that one's kind of a stretch i don't know mm. but i guess we'll see right i'm kind of mad they uh switched um they switched up the role um of uh florence to justina machado because florence was a black woman and now it looks like she's gonna be like a latina woman which i mean it's fine but you know black you guys said black right, right. jefferson's Come like on. y'all yeah. already I, w- I hope y'all better be doing some of that race bending with um all in the family too come on uh, okay don't be redoing it and be like we're gonna redo it and go skip the racism the fuck is this right but uh nah man we'll see man i i'm actually kind of in- in- interested in this now um for that it's just a one-time special if it would have been like trying to reboot the series i would i would yeah, probably have I to say no um you'll never guess what they found on mcdonald's touchscreens karen what they find crack nope drugs nope oh somebody said feces well that's correct but you didn't guess that you read that from the oh chat no room. i didn't guess that <sighs> according to the paper they swabbed the new self-order machines in six different england locations six in london two in birmingham and the breath of different and concerning bacteria on each one word senior lecturer of microbiology at london metropolitan university dr paul Matawele, uh, who told the Metro, we were all surprised how much gut and fecal bacteria there were, there was on the touchscreen machines. These cause the kind of infections that people pick up in hospitals. Because people don't wash their hands. People don't wash their hands. And they don't wash those screens, apparently. Apparently they don't. According to the back, the, among the bacteria was staph, uh, which has been linked to toxic shock syndrome matawele called the bacteria so contagious he was also concerned about listeria clibiciella and proteus strains found each of which contributes to different serious illnesses 
Um, yeah, then people wonder why people wearing them gloves and plastic gloves and shit. A McDonald's rep said our self-order screens are cleaned frequently throughout the day. Mm-hmm. All our restaurants also provide facilities for customers mm-hmm. to wash their hands before eating. Not when you paying no minimum wage. Yeah, that's bullshit. I work that place, but every time I deep clean, deep clean my ass. You ain't gonna get so much deep clean paying somebody minimum wage. Yeah, it's funny though, because you know what else has a lot of fecal matter on it? Money. It sure does. I know it's crazy everybody's gonna die of these germs y'all um all right let's see uh let's get into some uh fucking with black people guys all right we'll bring my fucking with black people music up and we'll play the song and then we'll play the game we had a nice long interview with kasim mm-hmm. and uh yeah now we can move into the games and then we'll we'll start wrapping up uh and of course tomorrow is our game of thrones recap with jl Coven. Mm-hmm. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles to make us feel fucked with. The real side point scores from 0 to 100 in intervals of 25. Today's contestants, everybody. All right. Let's see who's fucking with us today. A longtime New Jersey police director is under fire for alleged racial slurs, and he will now resign, says the mayor not be fired he's like i'm I'm gonna step down i'm gonna be honest very surprising story a police director who's racist and is gonna resign wow i can't believe he's resigning that's honestly the big blew my head off (laughs) elizabeth police director james cosgrove will resign after an internal inquiry found he used racial uh racist and sexist slurs against his own staff that's right the people that work there not the the negroes on the street they were arresting uh cosgroves faced mounting pressure at the state attorney general gerber grewal new jersey's top law enforcement official called for his resignation and installed a close aide as acting union county prosecutor to enact an internal affairs overhaul at the city police department mayor chris ballwage who appointed cosgrove to the job more than 20 years ago announced the resignation after meeting with grewal uh tuesday afternoon it was the first time he had addressed the accusations about cosgrove publicly <laughs> his name is what the fuck cosgrove hmm that sound like the last name of a racist person <laughs> master cosgrove say we got to steal this lower 40 um the original complaint against cosgrove in february prompted a two-month investigation by the union county prosecutor's office the office ultimately substantiated the claims that cosgrove had used the n-word and the c-word to refer to a black to black and female employees oh the n and the c I like how they said black and female. Are there no black women working there? Because I feel like they might have caught both. That intersection dog. He's like, oh, I hate these niggers and I hate these cunts and I hate that nigger cunt. Letitia. Like, you know, he was doing both. Combined them. Yeah. By my powers combined. I am racism. <laughs> Captain Sism. Uh, he's a hero 
but since Cosgrove is a civilian appointee and not a uniformed law enforcement officer the only one who could fire him is the his political ally Bowage, which is the uh mayor um and so he announced that he will resign and step down in two days two whole days so i gotta do with you with another 48 hours yep he got 48 hours to get the rest of his scissor in it's gonna be uh he's gonna be up against the clock karen the final countdown uh karen zero to a hundred a hundred a hundred uh i would give this also a hundred this is pretty bad right melissa and connor pleads guilty to killing clan leader frank and connor but rod they have the same last name that's right it's his wife <laughs> the cat hoarding wife of a Ku Klux Klan leader in rural Missouri pleaded guilty this morning to murdering him in 2017 and dumping his body. Oh, okay. Melissa, spelled M A L I S S A. Oh, okay. To hate us so much. To hate us so much, y'all same same name same spellings Mm-mm-mm. uh 47 she admitted in saint francois county court to shooting frank and connor twice in their house i fired both shots that killed my husband the killing was the subject of the riverfront times cover story in march 2017 as we reported then frank and connor had confided to relatives and others that he suspected his wife had drugged him in the past and was possibly trying to kill him then in february 2017 he went missing investigators soon discovered bizarre online posts made by melissa and connor seeking a roommate she told law enforcement she believed her husband had left her so she was looking for someone to help with the bills frank and connor's body was discovered near a river outside a small town of belgrade missouri shortly after he was reported missing by family members what i find interesting is uh she's looking for a roommate that means you didn't take out no life insurance on this dude for killing him Mm-mm. girl you ain't never watched snapped come on investigators quickly focused on the wife and his stepson paul jenkerson jr it's prime suspects they were both charged february 13 2017 with first degree murder tampering with a physical evidence and abandonment of a corpse melissa and connor's story has changed repeatedly since the killing she's at she at first blamed her son jenkerson saying he fired on her sleeping husband in the master bedroom of the house she later wrote the judge a letter saying she was actually the shooter only to say in a later letter that she hadn't been in her right mind when confessing she had been scheduled for a hearing this morning to set dates in the trial but the post-dispatch reports instead she made a deal with the prosecutors to plead guilty to second-degree murder tampering with physical evidence and abandonment of a corpse she told the judge that jenkinson was not involved in the killing but helped her clean up the crime scene and dispose of the body jenkinson's case is still pending uh well i hope you get some time too because mm-hmm. i'm sorry this is a, a, a miscarriage of justice y'all killed an innocent clans man in his bed Mm. and you think you're just gonna get away with that in the white man's america i don't think so for this one time and one time only i'm on the side of white supremacy <laughs> someone <laughs> must pay for this clan man's death uh before his death frank and connor had made brief appearances on national on the national stage through interviews in the new york times msnbc leveraging this role as the imperial wizard of the traditionalist american knights of the kkk yeah shout out to uh, our allies at the new york times and msnbc giving this man a platform thank you so much man if she hadn't killed him he might be on tv today telling us how great trump is 
despite the grandiose name the hate group was a tiny disorganized collection of small town white supremacists numbering maybe 40 at the height of the organization's influence the southern poverty law center previously told rft uh anyone i mean and connor has supported her husband in his clan activities of course she did we've all seen black Clansmen. sewing roles for him and other members an activity that earned her the mocking nickname seamstress for the clan that's not even original or good that's just what she was doing how's that a nickname <laughs> you know what i mean that's not a nickname really if i sew basketball shorts and you go she's the seamstress for the team yeah i am you call me what it is white people ain't got no swag uh but she and frank and connor clashed in the months before his death against her husband's wishes she turned their house into a filthy off the books animal rescue relatives and animal rescue workers say when the law enforcement arrived the couple's home to investigate frank and connor's death they had to pick their way through piles of garbage dozens of cats that had free reign of the place oh you know that you know that shit's dang how you racist and that's the most disgusting thing i heard is that you got uh you whore cats you know what i mean i should be disgusted by the racism instead i'm like you had cats just everywhere everywhere you was making casseroles and bringing them to the potluck at the clan mm, house all that cat hair Ugh, disgusting also you're a racist and a murderer but uh cats <laughs> uh relatives say frank and connor had talked uh talked of leaving his wife but worried what she might do well let me tell you you ain't got worry no more buddy because you know what she did come on everybody uh, does now sure he's a sure he's looking up innocently from hell uh karen <laughs> zero to a hundred uh zero i'm sorry i don't i'm not fucking weird yeah uh thanks like that like what do i say to that appreciate it thanks i guess trash takes care of itself sometimes uh zero for me i'm not very uh i'm not very upset by that one mm-hmm. I, I don't know why uh george zimmerman caught advertising on tinder and then kicked off a hundred he always get a hundred zimmerman the self-appointed neighborhood watchman who fatally shot an unarmed black teen uh trayvon martin in stanford florida in 2012 was caught on tinder advertising himself as carter a 35 year old self-employed consultant according to screenshots the advertisement includes several photos of Zimmerman, one in which he is shirtless and wearing mirrored glasses, and accompanies a few sentences in which he explains he prefers to avoid the public. I'm looking for carefree fun. Love the outdoors, fishing, camping, and hiking. I love adventure, not in the huge crowds. I'm also down for a quiet night with a longhorn takeout. A classy man. I wonder if Longhorn is somewhere like, oh God, no! Why'd you have Mm-mm. to say us? The official stakes are racist. Right, they got to come out and denounce you. In February, Zimmerman was booted from Bumble for posting a profile that violated the company's terms of service, according to Creative Loafing. In that ad, Zimmerman referred to himself as a jury consultant. Zimmerman also has been caught on the site OKCupid. Tinder shared a statement with Creative Loafing indicating Zimmerman had been banned from the service oh my god who like who's the woman out there that's just like waiting to match up and swipe right on him i'll tell you who who that woman that just killed her clan husband look she got she looking for a roommate she need a roommate okay she got she's available all right uh she loves animals more than people even 
um zero to 100 karen oh 100 but anything with his name he i, I don't care what he could say the kid it'd be 100 yeah he's a permanent 100 mm-hmm. he's a first ballot hall of fame fucking with black people all-star so I, it don't, I don't care what he does i am fucked with yeah he got 100 at zimmerman um and shout out to the people that match with him uh you might want to look at life okay like what is going on with you a black man stages racial profile and traffic stop to propose to his girlfriend a black man in california buck conventional wisdom to surprise his girlfriend with his marriage proposal over the weekend in spite of or because of the too many to count incidents of police violence against black people princeton jones enlisted the help of a local cop while popping the question but it was how he proposed that raised eyebrows jones and jamaica johnson were on their way to a family gathering when red and blue lights flashed uh, uh i mean flashing lights appeared in the rearview mirror in the town of hansford on friday something like this may instantly provoke the distressingly similar images of racial profiling particular to black drivers on this occasion jones was filled with a different type of anxiety body camera footage showed hansford police officer mark carrillo asking jones who pulled over to step out of the car while johnson looked on with the helplessness and confusion as to as to all too familiar to black drivers and passengers during the police stop and i'm like oh my god what the heck is going on what did he do johnson recalled carrillo had jones against the side of the car with his hands behind his back as family members began to come outside but when johnson got out the car instead of seeing her boyfriend in handcuffs he got down on one knee and proposed johnson happily accepted and family began to cheer and thank the officer for their part in the surprise earlier jones had approached carrillo to aid and abet his proposal we devised a little plan i told him hey i'll pull you over he goes well i have some real i have really loud music in my car i can bump my music choosing the stage a racial profile and traffic stop was an interesting way to propose given how stories of people like philando castile who was killed july 2016 traffic stop uh with his girlfriend and his and her child in the car don't end nearly as well to put it mildly sandra bland died of police custody in july 2015 following what should have been a routine uh traffic stop uh yeah uh karen zero to a hundred oh a hundred and she a good one i just said nigga no mm-hmm. give me a fucking heart attack no i just want to know how I- how they gonna serve the divorce papers when when the marriage is over if it don't work out now you gonna <laughs> like what's it's like i hung myself from a noose just kidding uh i want a divorce like what the fuck uh yeah that's uh 100 and also that's the dumbest shit i ever heard of in my life right like who unnecessary stress no yeah who I... says yes to that and then you know and you know it might have been one of them things where it right. I, I don't know y- y'all are extra special i am disgusted that that would have been me if everybody feelings would have been hurt because i would have been highly upset yeah i can't see it dog that's that's not a person i would want to build a life with they'd be like she cussed him out and the police officer they had to put her under real arrest right she choked the shit out of him and then Come it was on. an assault and right. now and then the police officer actually had to do his job they'll be spending the honeymoon in prison uh all right uh let's do some fucking with, i mean guess the race 
Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The number one game show going across all the podcasts, man. We read the play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, Karen and the chat room, to guess the race. And of course, uh, everyone playing is a racist. Man, someone in the chat room said, what did she say? I mean, I guess yes. I would feel like that's part of it too. If I don't say yes, is the cops going to kill him? I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm Marion. Please just put the guns up. <laughs> she might have felt pressured. Town and country police are searching for a sneaker thief. Oh, shit, was stealing shoes? Police are searching for a prolific tennis shoe thief who has been cashing phony checks at three stores this month. The suspect has been to big river running stores in town and country, University City, and St. Louis City. Detective Chris Hunt of the town and country police department said each time he used a bogus check to buy Nike products such as Air Zoom shoes and all the merchandise he has stolen has been valued at $2,000. Hunt said the checks looked so realistic that store employees only found out they were fake when the bank notified them. The suspect is described as a man in his mid thirties, mid thirties to early forties, with a stocky build. He's five foot eight to five foot ten, and is mostly bald with some gray hair on the sides. Karen, guess the race of this suspect. Black. Karen's going with black. Let's check the chat room and see what you coons believe white what was his name they don't have his name just oh. his picture white they took his check white says joe black says mary well, yesterday hennessy xo stolen by non-blacks i won't be fooled again white white three bounce checks in 2019 white new balances white tracy from atlanta black <laughs> i'm gonna say white white no oh. nigga writing check a check uh plus they took the check without questioning you know what i'm mm. i'm i said black but you know what yeah, say black that's correct i i think i'm gonna change the white because okay. they did he did he wasn't trying to buy jordan's karen's now changing her guess to white she went black to white the correct answer is and karen are you sure final chance oh lord sound like you're getting stressed out over there i am um go white Karen's going white final answer the correct answer is black should trust your gut huh. that sound like some nigga shit guess it didn't sound like nigga shit enough cause many of y'all went white uh, went black on that and uh, went white on that and the correct answer was black some of you did go black Of course, the secret clue to the getting that one right was, of course, Nikes. <laughs> Nikes is always the answer, guys. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, how about um, a CMPD officer, which is here, Charlotte, mm-hmm. has been arrested. Oh no, not arrested. He's been accused of stealing steaks what kind of steaks 
<laughs> that matters with the t-bone was ribeye uh he was shoplifted from a grocery store in south charlotte he's been charged with 42 additional shoplifting cases 42 they made detectives charge cmpd officer samuel yaravitz with seven counts of larceny after he was identified as a suspect in connection with shoplifting cases which occurred between february 13th and may 9th he accused of shoplifting at five different harris teeter stores in charlotte oh he was going to the fancy stores a police source said the officer was stealing steaks in at least one of the larcenies by putting them in a bag and walking out the store oh just out the front door huh yep them them bitches got cameras everywhere they gonna catch you in total he was charged with 49 cases the five Harris Tito locations included Providence Boulevard, East Boulevard, South Sharon, Amity Road, uh, Morrison Boulevard, and the Brighton Park Drive. Oh, he was hitting all the good ones, too. Mm-hmm. The police say Yarvis used a Mark Cruiser during the crimes. Damn. You stole in your police car? He was a patrol officer assigned to Providence Division. He was hired by CMPD June 1999. Wow, I waited all this long to start heisting. Or is this just when he got caught? He was suspended from CPMD without pay. Oh, this is when you get don't okay. Oh, you you still in the stakes? It's without pay. You shoot somebody, you get all the pay in the world. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Um, (laughs) get the fuck out of (laughs) here. He killed an innocent black man, but uh, he will have pay and he's Mm -hmm. given vacation Mm -hmm. for three years. But he fuck with that cow right mm-hmm. stole two t-bones uh i don't think you'll be getting a dime from cmpd mm-hmm. buddy mm-hmm. You, you you still that filet mignon we are charged with upholding and enforcing the law and will continue to hold ourselves accountable when we violate it i'm disappointed that a member of our department is falling short of our organization's high standards said police chair chief kerr putney a court doc a court date for these new charges set for next month i'm surprised that uh the police union didn't come out and release a statement against stakes come on these stakes are out of control the prices are outrageous uh-huh. what are our officers supposed to do a statement against cows i blame harris teeter okay that's what the problem is i blame the cows uh karen guess the race of this officer white let's check the chat room see what they believe as well uh like his stakes blue white red meat eating redneck blue life white he liked james winston once white white again i'm gonna say white white all right the correct answer is and everybody went white and y'all got it correct man i kind of get why he uh stole him though he did that yeah i kind of you look at him you can tell why he stole it mm-hmm because the stakes was high <laughs> end up losing his job because it was a lot of stake i'm just glad that when he was trying to get away in that police car he didn't t-bone anyone in the parking lot yes t-bone um but yeah he did that shit yes he did he guilty y'all okay 
that's a steak eating man right there uh we gotta go to the bonus round and we also have to go to the next section because we're about to get cut off so i will pause just give me a second all right so now it's time to get to our last story uh for guest the race let's go to our bonus round music double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and the bonus round against the race so far karen is one and one yep blue to gimme i did not oh i should have stuck with my with, with my gut and said black yeah if you overthought it but it's okay maybe you can make it up in the bonus round a lot riding on the line here guys i know right uh let's see men use spaghetti sauce to try to start a fire after a burglary is spaghetti sauce flammable nobody told me is there gasoline in there nobody kerosene in it nobody told me two men are accused of breaking into a home of a man they both dated stealing several items then leaving spaghetti sauce boiling on the stove with a washcloth placed near the burner in an attempt to start a fire the victim called 911 about 7 a.m. Tuesday because security cameras in his home at Evergreen Terrace in Deland detected motion. He believed someone was breaking in because a towel had been placed over one of the cameras. Deputies went. No. To- <laughs> you ch- you checking you up going? Hey, uh, why can't I get the view of the front room? Deputies went to the residence, saw a red Lincoln Navigator attempting to leave the area. A stop was conducted, and the driver, 28-year-old John Silva, and passenger Derek Irving told deputies that they had just picked up some clothes from the victim's house. The victim told News 6 that Irving had, was wearing a, full, a bull costume. A bull costume? What were y'all planning on doing? What kind of motherfucking raising Arizona heist is this? Your ring picking that up? The deputy said she could see marijuana, a marijuana grinder in the center console and a vacuum window AC unit, flat screen television, and a heater in the back. And an empty jar of ragu spaghetti sauce was also on the passenger seat. <laughs> deputy said both men initially denied burglarizing the victim's home. Instead, saying that Irvin told Silver he lived at the home and needed a ride there to retrieve some clothes and other items. The home reeked of smoke when deputies entered it. According to the report, a pot of spaghetti sauce was found burning on the stove with a white washcloth placed near the burner that had just begun catching fire. Uh, he was trying to make it look like I left the stove on, but who gets up at 2 a.m. and fixes sketty? The uh, victim said. Yes, sketty. Uh, the deputies <laughs> extinguished the fire. They continued searching the home. Evidence at the scene revealed that Silver and Irvin broke into the home, covered the security camera, stole the items then put spaghetti sauce on the stove in an attempt to start a fire so the evidence would be destroyed silver and Irvin told deputies that they both had romantic or sexual encounters with the victim in the past it started out as a relationship that lasted about a week the victim said i've let him use my car for four months maybe he's angry about that or maybe he's angry because i gave him 150 dollars to fix his teeth oh the shade right why would he be angry at why first of all where you getting your teeth fixed for 150 dollars only come on okay i've seen the bill for the braces okay it's not with it's not no 150 one-time fee Mm-mm. that's 150 for a few months can you even get a grill for 150 no 
150,000, yeah. Both men were charged with unarmed burglary, grand theft, and arson. Silver's being held $25,500 bond. Irvin's being held without bond because officials say he violated his probation. Karen, guess the race of these two men. Oh, black. Okay, Karen's going with black. Now, I do have to tell you there are different races. Oh, black and white? Okay, Karen's going black and white. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe two different races in this article okay above the perpetrators uh so i see white i like uh sugar on my sp- spaghetti black and oh and white this too much black and white a black and a white that's what the whites call getting ragooed one black one white uh, uh the correct answer is oh wait both gave her the meatballs which left them with the limp noodle white and latinx the correct answer is and there was no hers involved in this it's all men all men the correct answer is actually karen you got it right black and white some people did miss it oh my yep yep uh, that's the crew the robin crew oh mm-hmm. there's a lot going on that picture there's a lot going on today and guess the race <laughs> yes it was okay uh, who knows what's gonna happen next all right um let's go ahead and do some soy ratchetness that's what's gonna happen next <coughs> <coughs> an iowa man has been sentenced for beating an 11 year old with a 56 inch sword well damn well damn indeed karen that is taller than most people okay yes it is probably taller than me that's a tall sword okay um it's like four let's see 48 inches is four feet so it's like four feet and eight inches or something that's taller than most little kids man you beat an 11 year old with a sword as tall as an 11 year old Sioux county uh district court records say the 37 year old matthew spans not to be confused with mr span different person was resentenced monday the iowa appeals court in december ordered a resentencing after ruling that the trial judge considered an improper factor a year ago when sentencing spans the first time spans the first time spans and his wife nina spans a uh, of harwarden uh pleaded guilty to four counts of child endangerment she received a four-year suspended prison sentence and was placed on two years probation court records say matthew spans beat his stepson with his hands oh. a, 50, a 56 year a 56 inch uh sword and another item he has some big hands to hold a sword that big Mm-hmm. the documents say the boy was told to make up stories about his bruises or his next beating would be worse oh poor baby yep and this is the damage the swords can do to relationships and families and uh and and little kids get them out of your house it's not it's not cool all right y'all we'll be back tomorrow speaking of swords uh talking about game of thrones battle of winterfell jail Covan will be our guest <laughs> 
looking forward to it i think that's at 6 30 tomorrow so 6 30 will be the start time um Yay. go get kasim bentley's album lakeview is coming out friday may 3rd you can catch it on anywhere you stream or buy music it's there wherever economy streamed or sold okay it's got a dope cover so check that out i'll probably make it the cover art for this episode mm-hmm. all right until next time oh, yes we oh wait yes y'all guess who is now auntie and uncle again yes us three times welcome to the world lorenzo can't wait to meet you little little bro okay can't wait to hang yes um and we'll be seeing him soon so shout out to my brother and my uh sister-in-law uh rodney and morgan congratulations i mean i already told them this on on text and everything but still congratulations and uh can't wait to meet the little fella i excited y'all yeah just over i'm there. an auntie again mm-hmm. over there getting uh getting get, adding more dishes to the family so, i know right can't wait to spoil all the little babies and uh you know be the reason that they come home all hopped up on sugar and shit now you know it dog <laughs> all right y'all until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.